chapter number four, and uh, we're going to read the story here, and uh, we'll read four verses this morning, and uh, something that I believe, and we ended right here right, uh, last week, um, uh, what was going to be Peter's response uh, after what took place last week, they accusing him, uh, questioning him, who, who do you say you come by, or who, who's all this about? He said, uh, hey, it's Jesus Christ that is, is the only name that we can be saved by. And so uh, they, they had, had them in prison, and uh, they wanted to do more. They, the evil, they wanted evil towards John and Peter. All right? So here we are. <clears throat> We're going to jump right into the text this morning. If you have your Bible, let's all stand if you can. Uh, Acts chapter 4 and verse number 18. We'll read together. All right? You know, you read it, I'll read it loud while you guys read silently, all right? The Bible says, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. They were given a command from the government not to tell, not to say anything about Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. You're going to judge he said, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For this, for the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. So here it is. They're asking, they're talking to Peter and John. <coughs> and they gave them the command. You are not allowed to speak in the name of Jesus no more. And that's where we're going to, pre that's where we're going to preach from this morning. Lord, I come to you again this morning. I pray that you'd remove me, of, empty me of self. Fill me with your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would give me the words to say, the ability to say it, but Lord, also, I pray for a listening ear. I pray this morning that this would be an encouragement to someone who is discouraged. So that this would be an encouragement to someone who's, who's down and out. Lord, this would be an encouragement to someone who's lost and needs to come to salvation. I pray, dear God, that you'd work in a special way in this, in this time that we have. And we love you, Jesus. We thank you for being the sweetest name. We thank you for being our hope, our, our security, our, uh, when, when, when things don't look right, you're always our hope. We love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. As we look in verses, I want us to look in verse number 21 and verse number 22, and then we'll make our way back to our text verse in verse number 20. The Bible says in verse number 21, uh, so they had questioned them uh, about, uh, uh, you know, they'd questioned them, they'd put them in, they'd, they'd shackled them, and here we are. Uh, now it comes to verse number 21. When they had further threatened them, they decided to let them go. They decided to let them go. These people that had John and Peter bound, people that had John and Peter, uh, if you will, under arrest, if you will, they decided that they needed to let him go. Here's three reasons why they decided to let him go just by way of introduction. Because verse number 21 says they found nothing. They found nothing. 
Uh, they wanted to punish them for the evil that they'd done. And the Bible says in verse number 12, and they finding nothing how they might punish them. And they couldn't find a reason to punish them. Doesn't that sound familiar, what they did to Jesus, and yet they still crucified him? They could not, they would not find anything wrong with what Peter and John had done. Because Peter and John had healed uh, the lame man. He had just simply walked into the temple and on their way walking into the temple healed the lame man. What was wrong with that? Nothing was wrong with that and they knew it. Not only did they find nothing, but also in verse number 21 reveals that they had fear. The Bible says that they found nothing that they might punish them because of the people. They were concerned about what the people might would say. Many times we live our life afraid of what somebody else might say. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't preach my sermons and I don't get my texts and worry about what others might would say. Look, I, if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to worry about whether you like what the Bible has to say. If the Bible says it, it says it. If the Bible corrects it, it corrects it. If the Bible calls it sin, it's still sin. And so whether I like it, whether I like it or not, it's still the truth. Right. And so uh, we should not worry about the fear of the people. Well, what are they going to say about how I live? What are they going to say about me going to church? What are they going to say about me being saved? No, fear of the people. They were simply afraid of what the people wanted to say. If you live your life trying to please people, ultimately, you will not always please people. There's always going to be a time when you can't please everybody. You'll spend your whole life trying to please everybody and you can't do it. Number one, in the introduction, they found nothing. They had fear. And then also in verse number 22, there was this fellow. In verse number 22, for the man above, for this man, which was above 40 years, on whom the miracle of healing was showed. They said, we can't. We can't throw these men in jail because of what they did, because we've seen it. We watched him for 40 years. The Bible tells that they used to pick that boy up and they'd carry him to the temple and they'd set him outside the temple and he'd sit there year after year and month after month. This boy was over 40 years old. Men who would walk to that temple every day, women who'd walk to that temple month after month, and year after year, they saw that crippled man there. And so when they seen him walking, they knew that, yes, they understood. It was the fellow. It was that man. We can't arrest them. We can't throw them in jail. Look what they've done. They took a crippled man who was outside the temple gate begging for bread, begging, begging for money. And, the, and you guys healed him. We can't throw you in jail. There is no way we can do that. And they found nothing. They couldn't. They couldn't throw him in jail. We've seen this. We've seen it with our own eyes. We've seen it with our own eyes. Now, if you will, the, the text of the message in verse, in verse number 18, 18, they were given a command. And that command was that they were not allowed to speak in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine the government 
coming down and telling you that you could no longer speak in the name of Jesus. We have a wonderful country. We serve, uh, we live in America because of men and women who've served. We have freedoms that some countries, people die trying to get to America because of the freedoms that we have here. Can you imagine being handed the information that you are not allowed to speak in the name of Jesus? It would cause people to go to court. It would cause people to rail. It would cause people to do something in America if they came down with that law tomorrow that you couldn't speak in the name of Jesus. But listen, I'm going to tell you, when Peter got that message from the government, when Peter got that lesson from the, from the authorities in verse number 20, uh, he, uh, verse number 19, he said, uh, But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more uh, than unto God, you judge that. Listen, the Bible says that we ought to, we ought to obey God. Rather than man, if there's ever a time when the government's laws and the government's rules tell us we can't worship God, we're going to worship God. And if there ever comes a time when the government says, I can't speak and preach in the name of Jesus, I'm going to preach and speak in the name of Jesus. The government's not going to shut it down. The government's not going to do it. Listen, the government tried to tell Peter and John that they couldn't speak in the name of Jesus. And Peter says, listen, I've got to obey God rather than man. And the, and the man's government and the man's rules are not going to tell me if I can or if I cannot preach the word of God. It won't tell me that. Because God's rule, God's law is way more important than man's law. One day I'll stand before God and give an answer to God for what I've done. I will. And you'll do the same. Listen. Peter says in verse number 20, Awesome verse. He says, For we cannot but speak. He said, I can't help it. He said, Look, he said, Government, you may tell me that I can't speak in the name of Jesus, but he said, But I can't help but speak. I I cannot help myself but tell you the things which we have seen. And the things which we have heard. So I'm going to tell you (coughs) this morning, we need to do some speaking. You say, we need to do some speaking. Yes, we need to do some speaking on the things, number one, which we have seen. Too many times we don't tell enough of what we've seen. Look, about eight years ago, I was driving my little car, and I drove it into a ditch and ended up in a little creek. It's funny now, but it ain't funny then. It's not funny when water's hitting your feet, and it's freezing cold outside. It's scary, you know. It's hilarious. It's, it's stupid now, but 
But I want to tell you, after that took place in my life, do you know how many times I told that story? I want to tell you how it went. No, I'm not going to go through that story right now. But look, I told that story so much because of what happened. The things that I had seen, I partook in. What Peter was saying is, he said, I can't help but speak. About one day, I was out there fishing, and I was bringing those fish in, and Jesus come by, and he said, hey, bud, he said, you're not bringing any fish on that like, Put your net on the other side. He said, no, I've been fishing here all night long. Don't you come out here telling a professional fisherman what to do. Jesus said, put it on the other side, and he threw his net. He threw his net out there on the other side uh, and, the, and the net began to break because it filled with fish. Uh, Peter said, I can't help but tell you what God has done. Uh, Peter said, I remember we was in the boat uh, and the boat was crashing in and the waves were coming over. And Peter says, I can't help but tell you. I seen a white ghost looking thing out there. I said, hey, who is that? He said, it's Jesus he said, hey, can I come to you? What dummy wants to come walking out in the middle of the water? I'm safe in the boat, you know. But Peter, that's what he wanted to do. Uh, Peter gets out and he begins to walk on water to Jesus. Peter says, I can't help but tell you what I've seen. He said, I watched Jesus as he set these 5,000 men down. Uh, he said, I saw it. And Jesus had one bag. And he pulled it. He was a he was a magic man. That day he, he gave me a bag. He gave Peter a bag. He gave John a bag. He gave every disciple a, a basket. And when he started, he only had one basket. He said, I can't help but tell you what I've seen. Because I've seen God work. I've seen God move. I've seen us feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. <coughs> I can't help but tell you about the things that I've seen. Yes. Peter says, that's not it. There's a blind man. There's a deaf man. There's a dumb man. There's a lame man. There's a crippled man. And he goes on and on and tells them the things that he's seen. What have you seen? What have you seen? What answered prayer have you seen God do? Yes. Yes. What have you seen God do? What have you seen God do? I'm going to tell you. I've seen God do things in my life. Yes. I've seen God do things in my life. I have. I have. <coughs> I've watched this year as God has answered prayer for us. God has answered prayer and getting us a house. God has answered prayer for the girls. They were praying for something specific, and God opened up the door for them. They wanted to take a, a gymnastics class. Well, gymnastic class was at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night. So back in May, they began to pray that God would open up the door for them to take a gymnastics class that wasn't at Wednesday night at 7 o'clock because they weren't going to take a gymnastic class at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night because Wednesday night's church. And so we prayed, and the girls prayed from May all the way to August. We, got, we found out last weekend that God moved the class from 7 o'clock to 5.15 or whatever so the girls could take a gymnastics class. Listen, you say, well, that's small. Look what God has done. Look at the 
these answers that God has answered for me. I remember when, when, when Miss Stacy and I, we decided at the time we didn't have any children, we decided to go to Bible college. And I, I was currently an assistant manager at a grocery store. And we decided I'm leaving this grocery store. I'm going to go to Bible college. And, and uh, <coughs> I, I, uh, we moved to Hot Springs, Arkansas to go to Bible college. And uh, at the time, Miss Stacy and we, I, we, we needed money. We needed lots of money, okay, because it was expensive going to Bible college. And Bible college was like $800 a month. And my rent was $400 a month. That's cheap, right? My rent was like $400 a month. I could not believe my rent was $450 a month because at the time, I was, I was paying $250 for a four-bedroom, two-bath house, you know. And so here I go to a two-bedroom apartment for $450. A month, uh, four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Stacy had a job; she was making like seven dollars an hour. And uh, we moved to Bible College. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a job, but we're going. Okay, so we move. We go to Bible College. Well, we've got. I've got rent due next month. I've got first month payment due for college over eight hundred dollars or something like that. And I remember the the last night at, at, at Fellowship Baptist Church in Bearden, and we were sitting there and. <coughs> Church decided to take up a love offering for us to, to send us off to Bible college. And, uh, and my work that I worked at for, I don't know, 10 years or so, they decided to give me a love offering to go to Bible college. And all this money began to show up. And the money that I needed was almost exact to the dollar amount what I had to have between the love offering from the church and the love offering from the work was exactly what I needed to pay my first month's college bill and my down payment. Look, I've seen God do things for me. I, there were many times in Bible college I was working a $9 an hour a job. Say she's making $7.25 trying to make it, you know. And here we are working our full heads off. And we needed, I was on my way to church one night and I blew two tires out of my in my car, both of them at one time. How in the world does that happen? Only to a poor, broke college student, you know? And here we are, I'm driving down the road. I uh, My spare's probably not even good anyways. Uh, and the next morning, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law showed up with two tires for me to put on my car. And God provided. I've watched God do it over and over again. I can't explain it. I can't even begin to tell you what God's done. Two years ago, we were looking at buying a car for, for our little family because we didn't know that we was expanding one more. And uh, we needed a little car to go on. And uh, I talked to a lady about buying this car. And she said, well, <coughs> she said, she said, I'm not going to charge you anything for it. All I need is five hugs from each one of the family members. So we showed up and we gave her five hugs and she handed me the keys to the car. I'm telling you, I've seen God work. I've seen God move in many ways. I'm going to tell you, I can't but help tell you what God's done for me. I'm not bragging on me. I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on God for what he's done. And if we went around the room, you could begin to tell stories how you've seen God work, how you've seen God move, how you've seen God answer prayer. God's done for you things that you have seen. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you, there's three people that's been saved this year. Well, I've been praying for them for three years. I've been working on them for three years. I've been praying and asking God, please save them. Please bring them to Jesus. And three of them got saved this year because of working and praying. And God answering prayer. God's working. God's working. And if we can just say, no, 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 look. 
Look, hey world, you want to see what God's done? You want to see it? What, what has God done in your life? You said, it's a dry season for me right now. I've been there. Well, God ain't moving. God ain't working. I hadn't seen him move. <coughs> you keep being faithful. You keep being true. You keep doing right. Yes. And a blessing will come. Yes. Yes. I'm going to tell you, I've been, there's been dry seasons in my life. I can tell you about my blessings. I'm not going to tell you about my heartaches. But I have them. Things didn't always go right. Since we've lived here, I think Miss Stacy's buried five or six people in her family. Aunts, uncles, cousins, no cousins. Grandparent, since she's lived here, that's hard. That's tough. We need to testify of the things that we've seen. You know what the world needs to hear? Us saying, let me tell you what God did for me. Do you know what your grandkids need to hear? Let me tell you what God did for me. Do you know what your kids need to hear? What God did for you. They need to see it. You have seen it. Peter testified and said, look, bud. He said, you can't, you can't get me to shut up because of what God has done. You're not going to get me to shut up because of what God's done. I had an uncle. We prayed and prayed for him to get saved. 20 Plus years we prayed. At some points, wouldn't even talk to us. 20 years. God saved him. I have another uncle who's lost as a goose in a snowstorm and won't get saved. And we've been praying for over 20 years for him. Still lost. When I want to tell you those things that God's done, I've seen them. And I can't deny the fact what God's done. If you've seen God work, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Peter says, number one, he said, the things that I've seen, the things that I've seen, Not only the things that I've seen, but then he also said, number two, the things that I've heard. Peter said, I remember hearing how Moses came to the water. I remember hearing it from the old scriptures, how Moses needed the water to part. And he stepped out there and asked God to part the water. And the water parted hither and thither. And they walked on dry ground. He said, I remember hearing how they got water in the desert. I remember hearing how Joshua walked around Jericho. And the walls came down. He said, I remember hearing when Elisha needed a pot of oil. And he got a pot of oil. 
I remember when Elijah needed a meal and the meal wouldn't waste. I remember how David fought Goliath and Goliath fell. I remember how Daniel was in the lion's den and the lion didn't eat him. I remember how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, but it didn't burn them. He said, I remember those stories because of what I've heard. You're sitting in church today because of something you've heard. More often than not, you got saved because of something you heard and not necessarily something you've seen. You've heard the gospel. You've heard the stories. You've heard how God answered prayer. Look, to me, those stories about Jesus uh, getting feed the 5,000 and Peter walking on water, those aren't stories I've seen. Those are stories I've heard. I don't know about your personal life. You only have seen those. But what stories have you heard? I had a college professor tell me, he's, he's now a preacher in Ada, Oklahoma. He told me one time that he, he went to go pray for a man that was having hip surgery. This man was a mail carrier for like 20 years or something, and he messed up his hip from being a uh, 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 mail carrier. Preacher said that he, he, he was pastoring in Fort Worth at the time, but he went over there and he prayed with the guy in the, in the hospital. Asked God to heal him through surgery, and, and uh, he got up. He said, now, I don't have time to be here all day for the surgery. I'm going to go ahead and go home. I've got to go home. Go, I've got things to do. And so he went and left. Well, it wasn't just a couple hours later that guy was calling him on the phone. And he said, hey, preacher, he said, I'm out. He said, you're out. He said, yeah, they released me. He said, How? He said, you did not, uh, the surgery was supposed to take a couple hours. How, how are you already out? He said, yeah. He said, after you got done praying, he said, I got up and left. <laughs> he said, he said why would you get up and leave? He said, because you asked God to heal me. And I got up and left. He said, no, dummy, I was asking God to heal you through the surgery. Not like that. Listen, that man never had another hip problem a day in his life. Uh, he believed that God could do it. Hey, listen, I've never been there. I've never done that. I've never seen that with my own eyes. Hey, look, he has. And I can hear those stories and believe how God has worked. Look, a couple years ago, Brother Chuck came forward and asked us to pray for his eyes, and we anointed him with oil. His eyes are better now than what they've been. Listen, God healed his eyes. Uh, Brother John talks about how he was anointed with oil, and God saved him. God cured him of cancer. Look, God has provided. God, we've heard the stories. Let's tell it out there. Listen, there's a world out there that needs us to tell the story. What we've heard. (coughs) <coughs> and what we've seen. You said, I've not seen a lot. I've not seen a lot of answered prayer. Then tell them what you've heard. Won't you tell them how God saved you? Amen. I can't help I cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Yo, we'll leave today. You'll go on your way. Will you go home speaking the things that you've seen and heard? Will you? 
Will you go home and speak the things that you've seen and heard? If God's truly done some amazing things in your life, you need to speak it and tell people. People are in church today because someone decided to tell what they've seen and what they heard. I'm going to be done. I'm closing. Who do you need to tell? What story do you need to tell? Every one of us, look, look at me for just one minute and I'm going to be done. Every one of us in this room, you've had hard times. You've had dry spells. And you, honestly, you might be going through a dry spell right now. I want to pray that God will answer a prayer for you. That God will work on your behalf. Don't get discouraged. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare quit praying. At some point, the dry spell's got to end. Yes. And the rain's going to come. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you so much for your great things that you have done. Thank you for your provision. Lord, I love you. Lord, I pray right now that if there's one in here today that's, that's got a dry spell going on, I pray that you'd encourage them and strengthen them to keep praying, keep seeking you. Because everybody in here has been through a dry spell, been through a time in their life that's not been full of blessings, hard times. Yes. 